0: Pencil, culture, puppets, props, puns, podcasts. culture and uh, I'm the legendary Wid, and uh, right over here is the grand Pooh Bah of all Mm. things pop culture, ladies and gentlemen.
1: My mom's main name was Pooh Bah. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. John Kensel. John Kensel. Hey, smelly weirdos out there in podcast land, Uh, John Kensel here. (laughs) Um, Hey, Wid.
0: Yes. Legendary Wid, right here. Oh, legendary. Nice tie. Not well. You know, I am a snappy dresser, John. I don't, uh, you know, I don't uh, get my stuff straight off the rack like you do. Okay? This is Armenian. Get, yeah, I don't get the checks Czechs. Is that Armenian? Yes. Salvation Armenian. <sighs> that, no, you look good what in anything, John. Really? Yeah, but a mirror. But uh, I, I'm just saying, you know, this tie is uh, is something I... I credit myself with uh, with different ties. I, I can't tell if we can see that out there, but these are the different characters from the Warner Brother movies. Well, there's Sylvester the Cat, Tweety Pie, okay? We got the Roadrunner on there. Uh, right over here is the one, the only, Marvin
1: the Martian.
0: Marvin yeah. the Martian, we're, uh, we're sci-fi, uh, sci-fi uh, fans. My so, space uh, calculator, I know. Uh, You know, yeah. you know uh, th-
1: th- I, Um. On the previous show, we talked about uh, horror movies and wrestling and cartoons and Three Stooges. Another big thing in the 50s was when cartoons were shown on TV and became obsessed. A lot of comedians will will say, oh, so-and-so inspired me. Warner Brothers cartoons. Oh, uh, yeah.
0: They laid it between the lines a lot of time. And uh, they kind of kept up with the uh, pop culture of the time, too. And it, um, it, it would bleed into their uh, their I, scripts and everything. I mean...
1: Uh, it, it, uh, as a kid, watching them, then finding Martin Lewis and Bob Hope. But uh, I saw a, tr- a trivia thing this week about Looney Tunes. Yeah. It says Looney Tunes. da 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 Right? L-O-O. Looney Tunes. Right? Yeah. Some people think the word tunes is... T O O N S Looney Tunes. It's not. It's T U N E S, like a musical tune. I I can't spell either. <laughs> but uh, no, it's neat though. This, this the tie here is so he has her. It's really neat because uh, there was an evolution of these characters. Uh, like every Daff, one of them. Uh, like Daffy Duck started out as a, a, a you know crazy 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 duck. You know going crazy. Then somewhere in the fifties, he became a bitter, jaded, mean guy who was competing with uh, da, uh, Bugs Bunny.
0: Uh, Bugs Bunny, right here, and uh, this is actually—it says Looney Tunes on the back.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay,
0: and it spells T U N E S. Yeah, John, what a great bit of trivia that is! I, I call did that,
1: not know that. That—that that, that gets me a—I call that that fact the panty dropper. But this, uh, but like, uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, it, unfortunately, it's these panties.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I can't tell the leg from the. Uh, you yeah, oh uh, yeah. A, okay, you, you get the idea. Yeah, that's okay. how. That's how. That's how, that was our you pay. Better for not it. drop these panties; they could hurt a kid. That's, that's how I. Uh, that was uh, our pay for the show last night. I'm glad that was brief.
1: Uh, but gotten sorry, sorry. Um, but it was very interesting. Like uh, I used to work in a panty factory. You, you
0: worked in a you worked in a panty factory. A panty factory. Yeah, I Make used a, to pull down about three hundred a week.
1: When I'm sorry. I, wait. I I used to make a hundred thousand G's a year. Yeah. Did you work in an? uh, No, I worked (laughs) in an alphabet soup factory, (laughs) bitches. So, uh, (laughs) sorry. But the the, the characters on his his shirt there. Well, uh, my my middle name is uh, Fact Ruiner. Right. Uh, right? Pew. In real life, in real life, a coyote can reach. Uh, speeds of like forty-eight miles an hour, right? And a roadrunner can only make like twelve miles an hour. In real life, a coyote can catch a roadrunner. Um, well,
0: then why isn't it called a uh, a road coyote or a runner coyote? Yeah, and, uh, you yeah, know, exactly.
1: Oh, and and E. Oh, uh, and but uh, oh, real quick too. They're they're making a movie right now. Uh, I don't know how it's going to be, but it's a f- live action movie about a lawyer that sues the Acme. Company because everything they made for the coyote. Oh, yeah,
0: everything was came in an acme oh. wooden crate. Okay, everything from uh, atomic bombs and to rocket uh, skates uh, you and know, to a, a
1: paper clip, yeah, would, you know, would be As, in there, and it never worked. A giant spring shoes and stuff. But they're making a movie. It's, I think it's called Coyote versus Acme. And it's a, it's, it's some of a parody, but they're making it into a movie. Sounds, which should be actually kind of funny, but I'm right. You can see
0: where Home Alone uh, borrowed a lot off of uh, th- that. You know, with the, with the homemade contraptions to, uh, to capture the, uh, yeah. Yeah, it, that uh, Wiley would go through to capture uh, the, the Roadrunner. You can the, see a lot of that uh, um,
1: MacGyver stuff. Who's the, who's the know. guy, uh, who's the guy in the early part of the century drew the, uh, Machines that made things in the New York Times. It's uh, Goldberg. Okay. Oh yeah, I forget his Rube, first. Name. Rube Goldberg. Rube
0: Goldberg. Okay. <laughs> He's the only Rube that I ever knew, so I don't feel bad about forgetting but, his name. But he. But he, he, Rube Goldberg made these little twittering machines. Okay, that would uh, uh, perform mundane ta- uh, mundane tasks. Mundane. Yeah. Mundane tasks that uh, you know that would go through all these steps and everything, and it looked like a, In, you know dominoes falling, and then a hitting a ball, like and the, then it would go down like, like this. And the, 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 pr- like the,
1: the kids' game Mousetrap, or something like that. The game of Mousetrap is based on mm-hmm. one of
0: his but, uh, drawings.
1: But you, you you look at this, and it, I can, Think, like it, I said, we said it on a previous show, we should could put your back then when you first saw that it had like a locomotive engine. With gears and wheels and and, and conveyor I have belts, that. I have that. Uh, but at the end, it all I was doing was like uh, painting a fence. As some, but it was called Rube Goldberg. But that's what people liked the the Coyote because he would always have things like that. But um, other things on his shirt uh, was Marvin Martian. Uh, but uh, uh, you know who I liked it was very funny. Uh, an under two, there's two characters that are very underrated on here. Uh, Sylvester the cat was very funny, uh, like Thuffle uh, <laughs> and Thuckethash, right? It was always funny, but there's a great episode. But and who was that? Who was doing uh, the B- voice? Uh, Mel Blank. Mel Blanc. Fluffer <laughs> and Thuckatash, right? And it's—I would love to see a video of him in the sound booth doing all these I'm, voices. I'm sure there's one right. out there. You but, uh, know. Uh, I know uh, I've seen him uh, and do it for the
0: uh, the army when he was uh, did Sad Sack. Yeah, you know what I saw too. Uh, it
1: wasn't until, like, the 50s when this his... This is Mel Blanc we're talking. Yeah, at the end of the Warner Bros. cartoons, it didn't say, like, the 50s voice characterizations by Mel Blanc. For a long time, his, He wasn't recognized. But Sylvester the Cat was very funny because it was always... It was ridiculous, like, uh, they're going to get a mouse and a, a, a kangaroo gets lost, in the, uh, let loose in the zoo, and it looks like a giant mouse. But there's one... There's a grand episode where uh, Sylvester and, his, and about 10 other cats and a, and a, little, a little short cat... And uh, they go, we gotta get this mouse. That's the last thing we do. And and here was a kangaroo, because it looks like a giant mouse, right? And they're all in a room, they're all deciding how to get this giant mouse. And Sylvester says, Are we men or are we mice? Right? And this little cat goes, I like cheese. (laughs) It's and or kicks him in the face. Very funny, Daffy uh, Daffy Duck well, when he was when he was the <laughs> the, the man one he would draw mustaches on a character. Very funny. Then for some reason in the fifties they made them creeps like mean. F- oh, they were
0: yeah. How, how oh. about uh, Foghorn oh. Leghorn, who he was th- not on this tie? I feel that that's uh, he's
1: hilarious.
0: Of, Foghorn Leghorn was uh, it, he was based on a radio show. Okay. Of uh, it was called like Senator Albright or Senator something like that, and he was right. like a, he was like a, a semi-corrupt Southern yeah.
1: politician.
0: I say more. That, yeah. I say
1: more. What are you fixing to do with that there fleshlight?
0: Who, who there were rumors that in real life that far, he was racist. Okay, yeah,
1: yeah. He didn't.
0: Uh, um, he didn't like uh, pigs or, or, but, or, or, or know, he didn't like horses or I, anybody else.
1: Oh, but he's right. Uh, when I was a kid, though. I loved it because the animation was so cool. It was well done and really, really neat. Okay, and Foghorn Leghorn was really neat too. It's like he always fought with some dog in a in a in the farmyard, barnyard, farmyard, whatever you call it. And he, he would like he would go up and think, the, the dog would be sleeping in his house, and he would throw a stick of dynamite in the house, and right, and the dog would chase after him. And there was a signer that said "Rope Limit." The dog go, and get stuck there. But it was very funny then. In the 19th, 19... it was a running
0: gag. A, oh, run, it was hilarious! A, a running gag when he, the, 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 he would run away, and the dog would always uh, have that leash <laughs> on <blowing laughs> him like this, you know. And, it, and, and uh, that was, uh, you know,
1: what well, was cause cool. for hilarity. It was cool too. Is all right. That'd be one scene. The next scene, the dog would h- get him back, and the dog uh, would like throw a hand grenade into the hen house, and and uh, you're blah blah blah, and, and Foghorn Leghorn would come out totally naked, and he would be. <laughs> He be picking him up, going. Fortunately, I keep my feathers numbered. <laughs> Put them back on his body. <laughs> uh, it just made me
0: laugh. But uh, that's uh, funny that you remember those um, uh, falcorn lyrics because he had that sort of southern home philosophy that uh, you know that oh. they um, that Andy Taylor has, yeah. and uh, you know, and that anybody uh, in the uh, oh it, you know the streetcar named Desire and, and uh, a, you know uh, uh, has that culture
1: oh it was funny though like there was it was actually like funny and well written there was a chicken yeah. hawk i'm gonna get me a chicken chicken hawk. And, yeah. uh, and and the, uh, and he and and he was trying to get foghorn leghorn and who's foghorn... always out to
0: scam you uh, or the, he's out to you yeah. know have you do his dirty work the foghorn leghorn he's like
1: a southern politician then in the mid-50s uh the animators uh, went on strike huh. And they demand a lot of money. And it is probably hard, but it probably took a year to animate these things. and You know, a, hundred, a couple hundred guys, well, they went on strike. Yeah. And that's when animation got really flat. And that's when they started pushing the Roadrunner cartoons because they used the same background, all those, like, cliffs and desert. Right. And uh, and that's when uh, they, because they had to cheapen up because they couldn't afford all the animators. That's why you saw shows in the early 60s, like the Flintstones and, and uh, Quick Joe McGraw and the Huckleberry Hound. When they walked, they walked past the same same trees. That was Hyanna and Barbara, uh, uh,
0: Barbara uh, who used to work for uh, MGM, uh, and they went off on their own, and they they exploited that uh, that cheap animation that uh, was, uh, you know, oh. you, you cut down a lot because you think of, uh, you know, how long it took to uh, make the uh, Disney movies because they were craftspeople, okay? They would do it all the time and, uh, you know. Um, that's it, it was very
1: it's very neat too and you and you can see it today they even do this uh, on early episodes of The Simpsons it was kind of crappily edit, uh, animated and uh, then like the third season they uh, went to a different animation house and actually kind of interesting you figure out how, how how they do this it takes like a year to animate a Simpsons episode and you think it's one one animation house no they farm it out to Korean animators there's, there's dozens of, that's how they got they get twenty six episodes a season. There's and they all have the same like director like this it's already I'm right until
0: I'm incapacitated and t- to watch it uh, the Simpsons from uh, you know the first uh, oh, first time they're actually on the. Uh, oh, uh, no, on uh, whose, show, whose Trace, show? Tracy Ullman. Tracy Ullman show. Uh, I want to see it from the beginning to the end. Okay. And then they, I'll die happily. They, they've made
1: six or 700 episodes. And it, I know some people roll their eyes. I don't like cartoons. The show has writers for, who wrote as good Academy Award winning movies as good as it gets. And it's very neat. There's a, There's been a couple episodes of The Simpsons Today where they, they go back in time and encounter the early Simpsons. Mm-hmm. And they had. Uh, they have to they do their voices uh, the way they originally did them. Very. What's this? Don't have a cow, man. Yes. I, uh, but it was a very interesting. But um, this we always go on these wacko tangents. But like we said about earlier, uh, cartoons, Simpsons. Uh, but this fifties cartoons, uh, uh, horror movies, wrestling, and stuff and how like about
0: that. About Jaws.
1: Jaws. What about Jaws?
0: Well, that was a horror movie, but it was also the name of a character. Oh, that's exactly.
1: Oh. You had this better segue. <laughs>
0: How about that Jaws, well, John?
1: Well, we're getting to it. I'm is, not talking about a big fish <laughs> here, John. He's right. Um, there was uh, an actor. Okay. Now, this is interesting. I thought this was neat. Uh, like we said earlier, there's, there's a huge obsession with horror and cartoony horror in the 60s and 70s, late 50s. Like uh, They used to have hot rods of muscle cars, but a monster riding it, like Wolfman Mobile and just very interesting, but they have there's a TV show on Uh called The (laughs) Monsters, which we talked (laughs) about on the last episode. uh, There was an episode of The Monsters who was owned by Universal, where the creature from the Black Lagoon, the Gill Man, makes an appearance as like their cousin, and uh, it was stupid. Uh, You only have like one scene on a couch, and Herman's like, "Oh, oh, cousin Larry," and he and it's the creature. I don't think they had the full costume because. The creature was wearing an overcoat with like an ascot, so you knew all they had was the mask and the hands. And Herman's like, oh, oh good, good, good cousin Joey or something, and he slaps in the back, and water squirts out. It was stupid, but they made a sh- There was another show on competing with it. That's funny. I didn't oh. know that. I didn't. I, I wish he was a character more. Oh, well, the other show was the Adams Family. Okay, and this which is, came out first. I think they both premiered like almost the same, like 64, 65, and then Adams Family came out first. Yeah.
0: And then six months later, I think uh, the Munsters yeah. came out.
1: And it was, uh, but it was interesting. There's, there's a character who was on the Adams Family, uh, who's, who's popular today. The name of Lurch. Okay, Lurch was played by Ted Cassidy, big six foot, six foot nine uh, guy with a long face, and he had a gi- former gigantism called a agronomnably. Yeah, right. He said it right. A form of gigantism. Yeah, and it. Aglo Okay. A, yeah, Agla, you fill it, you yeah You fill it out in at home. But um it was very interesting. Now this story has a point. All right. It was, which is very He was an actor. You might have seen him in uh what were some of the uh Oh my god, Ted Cassidy played uh a Bigfoot on the six million dollar man, he played a thug on uh, several episodes of uh Star Trek. Uh he's always playing the giant goon, all right. Uh and uh Wasn't he in the end? uh Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Which, by the way, too, um, I'm a I'm a doubting Thomas when it comes to movies, okay? In the movie, Rares Lost Ark, there's a famous scene in there where uh uh Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones comes to a uh a, at a what do you call it, a outdoor market and he's being chased by the bad guys and there's a big giant a swordsman comes out and he looks like Jafar from a, you know, yeah. he's uh, from, uh, you know, Aladdin. And he has one of those big, sabers, yeah, big right. saber sword. And he's doing this. And Indy just goes and shoots and kills him with a gun. Doesn't fight him. And there's a story that says, well, that day, uh, Harrison Ford had uh, stomach issues and didn't feel like going through his old scene, So they just let him do that. I don't believe that. You, you can't alter from a script like that. But it's, it makes interesting lore. Right, because that scene was was written out. I'd love to see the script for it and see. I guarantee it was in there. But this goes back to what we're talking about. But that uh, that that's sort of a gimmick in uh, in movies
0: sometimes to uh, uh, that unexpectedly, uh, you know, just say, well, okay, we see this big mighty guy, and then all of a sudden, uh, well, you know, you, know, you know, the gun comes out and boom. Well, in, they, they in, just did that in a uh, in, in a uh, episode of Breaking Bad. I saw this,
1: almost yeah. the same sort of ben, thing. Benny Hill did it.
0: All right. Yeah. right. He actually did. He just to fight somebody? Yeah.
1: Um uh, but in this goes back to Ted Cassidy, all right. Uh, in Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid, he was a big hulking guy. Looking you know, Oh he well, was he's he a well, giant. Well he he he's, he's shirtless and he looks like he worked you know, California worked there. But he's gonna fist fight uh, Paul Newman and Paul Newman just goes up and ducks and kicks him in the groin and he falls on the ground. Right. Which is the exact same thing as the other movie. But um but, t- but Ted Cassidy started out uh, as uh, a, a DJ, okay,
0: uh, down in Dallas, Texas, and he was actually there when Kennedy was assassinated, and would inter- and got to interview a lot of people who were eyewitnesses. Okay, you,
1: you can that, that this inter- the it's a radio interview, but it's on YouTube, and you hear a guy with a real deep voice. So you were there in Dallas, and um, oh, real quick fact has something to do with the story there were six people in Kennedy's limousine when he got shot. Mm-hmm. I always thought it was four. You know, him and there were right. six people. Um, but, uh, so Ted Cassidy interviewed interviewed him, but he had a very deep, booming voice. And he worked always playing thugs or henchmen or big space creatures on uh, uh, Lost in Space. A big hulking guy, right? Now, this is what I thought was very interesting.
0: He always played like genies or, uh, you know, some sort of... Uh, Giant hulking uh, yes. background uh, person in, uh, in in movies too, but he also what he did he voiced uh, over because he had such a because uh, giganticism uh, gives you stu- a you know vocal, a, you get much uh, you know deeper resonance yes. from your voice yeah.
1: resonance re- re- resonance yeah right and uh, but he had, but he was a known voiceover guy in the seventies. Every almost uh, every um, like Hanna Barbera cartoon, right. Space Ghost, and he narrated them. Uh, he was a voice on like Super Friends and uh, uh, the TV series The Incredible Hulk with Bill Bixby, who is funny too because Bill Bixby's show, My Favorite Martian, was on the uh-huh. same time as those shows. But uh, he was the original. He's a narrator. Uh, what was his name? Uh, David Bruce? Uh, David Banner? uh scientists with gamma radiation till one day he turns to a red baby Beijing beast Wid told me last night that he found out that Ted Cassidy was supposed to he
0: was supposed to be the hulk okay and uh ted uh they went a different way they wanted somebody with more muscle they you know they went for the site they wanted somebody shorter. <laughs> about that yeah and uh with the
1: uh, you know and that's how they got mr well, lou foregna and, and they actually filmed filmed some scenes for the show with him as the green yeah. green but he's too like l- big and lanky um but they and did... he didn't
0: feel bad he didn't feel bad about uh losing the show because uh he didn't like the green makeup which was very hard to ta- uh, take yeah. off and he also had to uh, use uh, you know have fake muscles and things like that. So and, uh, yeah, he,
1: did, he, he didn't he, he didn't care much for uh, doing it, and he got paid. But yeah, and, and, and it's just uh, a. And, and but uh, he's on a Miller Lite commercial, I think, with Rodney Dangerfield. He plays a bartender, Ooh. and he's he's like you, yeah yeah. would you say, Rodney? But um, he uh, this is interesting though too. Like we were talking earlier about publicity mills. Though if you're if you have a nick for, a, a knack for something, uh, they'll milk it. They'll find. Well, they saw that the Adams family was very popular. They found a producer and they uh, they had a, a, a dance song called Do the Lurch. Oh, I uh, heard about uh, that. I re- almost remember it and they had a dance called the Lurch. Yeah, and there's a there's a one she passed away a couple weeks ago. The girl played Wednesday played by Lisa Loring. Uh-huh. Uh there's an episode, it's, it's always online, where she's dancing some sixties. Oh, right! It's, it's a cool. D- it's almost like, as good as a Charlie Brown dance. Yeah, yeah, okay, exactly. the Wednesday dance, <laughs>
0: and it's almost as good as the Carlton too yeah, for you.
1: Yeah. But. Well, 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 she's dancing with Lurch, and he starts dancing, and it's, it, big, it was a funny look at because he's a big lanky six foot nine guy. So, somebody said I can make money off this guy because it's music and horror, and we can we have a whole thing. At the same time the Monster Mash came out, the I so there's a show called like Shindig or Hullabaloo or a, Shindig.
0: Yeah. He was he did it on Shindig and he did it on uh, another yeah. uh, show. Right. But he uh,
1: actually did it on Shindig you know, too. And do you really think you know he's a human being, all right? Yeah. And and we we just read something about him too that they asked and a reporter asked him, "Hey Ted Cassidy, what do you think what's your most memorable role?" And he said, uh I, didn't he say I, I, I hated all of them? <laughs> like him, yeah, I hate every one
0: of them. Right. I've never been uh, allowed to express myself in a way that I want to express myself. I've always been a prisoner of my body, and, uh, and because I'm you know six foot nine and giganticism, yeah. and uh, have a voice like that, but he was never satisfied with with. I think that's for a lot of people too. Yeah, you yeah. always hear that, and you still hear that, and and it's not exactly uh, Rotten Tomatoes because he was a very smart man. You know, he'd, yeah, he you know yeah. he wrote books on books on poetry and stuff. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, and he went to school early. Yeah, you know, he was one of those uh, prodigies, like yeah, yeah, a prodigy and uh, kind of a Renaissance guy. He also
1: played piano and uh, and and harpsichord. That's right, but he but. Can, he did not, even though he mimicked on the show, he did not play the harpsichord on, on the has family, which was a very prominent part of the show. The, right. the theme music, da-da-da-da, da da He just mimicked it. Uh, Vin, Vin Dizzy? Vic, Vic Mizzy. Vic Mizzy. Yeah. Okay, did uh, that. The man and who, did the, uh, who uh, did the music for. Thing, right there, Thing on the show was played by Ted Cassidy.
0: Oh, he had a hand in that? <clears throat>
1: I'm sorry. It, well, you ate a lot of finger food. Um, you know, john, do the thing again
0: because this is the only thing that you're missing john okay uh, 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 is a uh, little it's it's the little puppet trader right there uh, okay
1: and see hey he john had... what else did he do
0: well you well, usually have a monkey uh, yeah, uh not on your hand but on your yeah
1: okay um he uh uh he's gonna go bananas but he uh ted cassidy he did not play l- the thing that was a state when they were in scenes together, but. Uh, but this Lurch video uh, during the show at the end of, the, of our podcast, go look it up on YouTube. On one of the shows, he's dancing, and it's all girls. And it sounds like a song, like a Motown song. Hey, Lurch. And you're, you rang. Well, one of the dancers next to him is young Terry Gar, the wow. mother from Mr. Mom and Young Frank. Young Terry Gar, yeah. yeah. And she's dancing. She was a dancer back then, and you can spot her. She's on a lot of shows in the '60s. Uh, She, uh, I've seen her.
0: uh, I've seen her on. uh, She was a a shindig dancer. She was, uh, you know, shindig was a a big deal for a while. It would bring in the real groups, and uh, you know, they wouldn't uh, mouth it. They would uh, actually, you know, but they would, uh, you know, they they would uh, perform for real, and they had like. People like Jackie Wilson being the host and, yeah, and Hermans and the Hermans, you know, to... and uh, guest hosts every now and then.
1: Well this was well eventually Ted the Cassidy. Righteous Brothers were real big on that. Uh uh yeah, Rogers Brothers. Uh, uh but Ted Cassidy, uh because of his big size, he had a tumor on his heart or a heart condition? Uh because of his uh condition,
0: giganticism, uh he uh had heart problems and uh that go with this. It's a normal thing and they so, and he uh, passed away on the uh, operating table.
1: So, uh, wit and I were discussing last night, and we was looking up on a phone, and I, my, in my weird head, uh, I said, uh, "You know, his his last film was Donnie Marie Osmond had a film called Going Coconuts, and he died like two months before." Turns right there. Oh my God! My going guest. coconuts. Okay. Joey okay. Be- Joey Go Behar. Ahead. And and who's that over there? Going coconuts. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about this. Um, Donny Osmond was in the, in the movie with Donny, Donny Osmond. You really
0: have a Donny Osmond yeah. A, a yeah. record at home.
1: Um, wait wait what, That's minute. next. Wait, it, wait, we, oh. we, uh, no, wait, wait, wait. know. wait, wait. I'm sorry. <laughs> we got to get to the other uh, guy, uh, Jaws. Okay. Don't, <laughs> don't go nuts. Um, um, you're going to milk that. Um, he, um, <laughs> are you going to milk that? <laughs> so, uh, Shut coconut, up, Gilligan. Coconut milk. Um, yeah. Oh, by the way, too, 26 people die a year from coconuts falling out of trees on their heads.
0: You ever see a coconut? Oh, yeah, that's uh, a, a,
1: an actual. Uh, y- your boy, you know, uh, Keith Richards from the Rolling Stones. Yeah. A couple of years ago, he, he he was somewhere, Florida or something. He climbed a coconut tree and he fell out of it and landed on his head.
0: Uh, but he anyway. Must, he must have been high. <laughs>
1: he must have been off the nut.
0: Keith Richards, <laughs> oh, I love that he's still alive hey, and, and, and he's hey, showing up for, you know, people who probably he? ate health
1: food and uh, yeah. went to the gym every day. But, know? uh, uh, there's a, but so, all right, so Ted Cassie. So he, he, so he passed away. Okay. okay. All right. And, uh, his body works incredible, but so, uh, he got divorced, but he's married a couple of times. Well, his family had him, uh, Cremated. And they spread some of his ashes, but they had a box with his ashes in it. Oh yeah. They they buried it in the backyard of his house. Well, then people just moved on with their lives, and nobody knows where his remains are at because the family moved several times, and like nobody really, like, really researched. But there's a, there a they a, destroyed the house. They tore down the house yeah. and they
0: built uh, condos or whatever. Yeah. They build uh, after a nice house, and uh, they, they lost ten.
1: Well. But here's where the story gets interesting. The same time Ted Cassie was running around as Lurch, this is a conspiracy theory. No, there's another actor who was exactly like him, named Richard Keel. Oh, he, yes, he played Jaws in the James Bond films. Like, was it Moonraker? Or was it the second one, but only Moonraker and uh, I think the Spy Who Loved Me. Yeah, yeah. He played a henchman I'm in, a, in the first sure. one. Sent after after James Bond. He had big hulking guy with a Metal teeth, and he could bike through cables and stuff. But at the end of the movie, James Bond does something and helps him out. He 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 plays he a bad face in the second movie. He had a, a girlfriend with blonde hair and pigtails. Didn't, well, uh, didn't he? Have, oh, I know what happened. The, uh, the
0: the the Jaws who is like the ultimate henchman. Yes. Okay, because he just uh, he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't kill you. He'll bite you in the neck and uh, let you bleed out, and uh, uh, you know, and he'll uh, you know bite his way through a door or anything because he has these supersonic teeth. Yeah, and
1: that's hence the name Jaws. Oh, okay. It, in, in in the movie, they're going to kill James Bond by put him in a, throwing him in a, in a big fish tank with a shark in it, and James Bond gets apprehended. And he knocks Jaws into it, you know, and it had to be a shark because it came out after the movie Jaws. Well, he's he's in the water, and you think, oh, he's going to get now because there's a great white shark in here. <laughs> next, you know, it's just Richard Kiel grabs the shark and go. <laughs> and he kills a shark. He bites it with his teeth. But I think so. In, in, in the of, in the next one, I think a, a cable car smashes into him. And he's laying there, and a big cable wires all over him. And James Bond is
0: getting away in one of the cable cars, and he has to stop James Bond from getting
1: away from this mountain mm-hmm. uh, lair that they're in. Well. He's laying there and a girl with ugly pigtails that look like a giant pretzel on her head. She she comes over and she she has super strength and she picks it up. And then she like winks at him and then he winks at her and then he becomes a good guy. But it,
0: it's really He realizes that the uh the 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 real villain who is he is a henchman for is gonna kill all these people that and and gonna kill that little girl that he falls in love with. Yes. And uh so he uh to save uh, the James Bond from escaping, what does he do? He becomes a moil <laughs> and he
1: circumcises with those <laughs> choppers no uh he prefer he, he he shall i figured he does he, he he helps out james bond uh but it, it's, he bites the cable
0: like this oh. oh it's like the the greatest because you think he's uh you know he's biting the cable from the cable car. And it, it was a big thing because he could only wear this teeth. The actor could only wear this teeth for, uh, you know, like yeah. a couple minutes because it, it really hurt him. But and uh, it, he when he bites the cable on the cable oh, yeah. car thing.
1: It was Twizzlers. It was, it,
0: it was lic- lic- licorice. It uh, was a, that was a twist at the end. That it was a Twizzler, yeah. no, but it was uh, but, I, actually uh, it was licorice that uh, they had specially made for that. And but, uh, but, like,
1: but, but, the, but the, the story that I thought it was really interesting is there's Ted Cassidy who played Lurch, and this guy who looked just like him with the same deep booming voice, and they looked alike. The, the Richard Keel, one of his first acting roles, was on the Monkees. He played the Frankenstein monster. Okay, and they're going like, to put like Peter Torque's brain in the monster, and it was really funny because he had like a he got zapped or whatever, and he became a beatnik Frankenstein. He's like, "Hey man, groovy!" And he had like square granny glasses. But he He, worked, he did the same. He always had that same face,
0: and everybody got those two mixed up. They looked okay? exactly alike. And, and wh- now, who did uh, who did uh, that famous episode of the Twilight Zone?
1: Richard Keel on uh, Must Serve Man. It's a famous episode. It's probably it's probably that and the one with the monster on the wing with William Shatner. Terror, 1,000 right. feet or whatever. But this one is, uh, these aliens come to Earth, and there's a big guy who looks like Frankenberry. Big big ball, ball in the front of his head. And they think they're going to help mankind out, and they, and they have a guide, and the guide's called to serve, to serve man. They, and so these stupid Americans, or humans, get on the spaceship to go back to their planet, and somebody finds the book to serve man, and they go, oh, they want to help us and become better society. And they find out it's a cookbook, how to serve man, Right. What I thought it was a tennis guide. Did you hear about uh, the cannibal
0: who had a wife and eight kids?
1: Where's my ejection sheet? (laughs) (laughs) So, but anyway... We all know who – all right, so uh, – but anyway, he, he same thing. He acted throughout the same way, and he played. Uh-huh. But they looked exactly alike. I'm sure they're a Like, he's walking through an airport. Hey, Lurch. He's like, like no, that's the other Whitney. guy.
0: And we tried to do some research and find out if these two ever met. And what a great pairing well, they would have been for, the, you oh know, my God, Twiddly just... D and Twiddly Dumb or oh. you know, something like that. Well – they're uh, both very smart guys. Yeah. I, I think uh, the uh, their no. isolation because of their uh, condition, now because you, they both had gigantism.
1: Now, now, you Nimrods at home, you know who I'm talking about because he's in a very famous film, Richard Keel, called Happy Gilmore. He's oh. the guy in the, in the golf audience. Uh, so he's like, hey, Shooter McGavin, I'm going to be waiting after you. And his big size hurt him. And I met him at a horror convention. I got his autograph. I think I brought it in one time. Um, Big hulking up, he had like dyed brown hair part and stuff. But if you watch Javi Gilmore, because he's so big, you know that being that big is not good for your health. Well, he's chasing after the the shooter McGavin in the end of the film. You can see he's on a hand truck, right? Because they just show him going like this, running, but you don't see his legs moving, right? Because when you run, your shoulders are not. He's just going like this. So watch Happy Gilmore. Uh, you, you see his arms go up now, but he, uh, he he passed away a couple of years ago too. And
0: he, he, he no, he lived to seventy five. I thought yeah. that that was uh, you know poor uh, uh, um, the poor other guy. You know, yeah, he lived to like forty two or yeah. forty three. You know, and, uh, and because of his condition. But
1: uh, I guess uh, you uh, know. So here we are talking about monsters and giant people. That, that's uh, all
0: right. That's what people want to hear about. They don't want to hear about uh, you know. I don't want to hear about th- these. Oh. I've been trying to blow this up all, all. It's you know, it's this balloon must have been made in China, John. I don't know. I don't know. I, I can't afford the uh, ones uh, from America because of inflation.
1: Um, I got this out of, uh, at a Blimpies men's room machine was selling them. Oh, stop that! <laughs> <laughs> hey, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I think this is going to
0: wrap up. Uh, uh, you know our. Our little episode right here, okay? I love talking about monsters. I think that that's, uh, you know, it's a, a great place to, uh, it's an adult fantasy world. Yeah. Uh, you know, what am I going to listen to? Uh, you yeah. know, princes,
1: the Hungry, Hunger yeah. Games? Yeah. No, I, I want you, monsters. If you're at home going, I don't know what he's talking about. We, it's interesting. We describe it. We tell you who they are. Yes. It's weird. And look it up. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, I'm the legendary WID. I'm JFK, John Kensel.
0: And uh, we're going to say goodnight for right now.
1: Kensel culture. Thank you